Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me as always is my co-host, Christian Redshaw. Uh, today, we're super excited to invite Angela Murphy uh, onto the show. Angela, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I am great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Pleasure. Uh, well, we're super, super excited. Um, I would love to start off. I know you and I have talked, and you know, we, you know, I've engaged on on LinkedIn. Um, I would love for you to maybe share a little bit about your career narrative or personal narratives, or uh, what's brought you to where you are today. So, just so our listeners and viewers can get to learn learn a little bit more about uh, Angela. And I, I know that you went on vacation. I think it was the Galapagos Islands. So I want to know if you met that tortoise oh, or yeah. not. So, put that into that uh, answer there as well. But floor is yours. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Dr. Angela Murphy. My PhD is in rhetoric with a special concentration in critical cultural studies and African and African-American studies. So when you talk about somebody who's in my industry, which is payments and artificial intelligence, it's not necessarily your standard background. Um, I didn't go to school for finance or business school or anything like that. So I kind of fell into this industry by trying to find roles that were focused on strategy and insight. And those two things are under the umbrella of what I call myself, which is a storyteller. So I essentially take complex concepts like payments and artificial intelligence and break it down into understandable pieces for industry experts, but also for people who work in commerce. And it's really exciting to me and it's a really exciting time to be in this industry. Uh, with FedNow, which is a new faster payments rail coming out next month. I've been doing a lot of education around that, and it's really exciting. And then to your point of um, <clears throat> where I was a couple weeks ago, I went to the Maldives with my husband, and it was fantastic. I met a turtle, <laughs> and I met a shark. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really great, and it was a nice, a nice place to get away to. So if anybody listening, if you can get out there, it's worth the long flight. That's that's awesome. Uh, when I think of a turtle on the chart, I think about the creatures from Finding Nemo. I always think about the they're like they're like Bruce and Crush, you know, the, the turtle and the shark there. But mm -hmm. um, that's that's awesome. And one more quick thing, I was going to ask you too before I hand over to Christian. Um, I remember I can't remember if you you sort of labeled this was if this was a label that you gave yourself or someone gave you that nickname, but Payments Elsa. I imagine that's because of your Elsa like hair. <laughs> Yes, yes. It, it has to do with the <laughs> long blonde hair and the braid. And I ended up, this is a funny story. And I tell it everybody, every time somebody asks me, I was in Disney World a year and a half ago for a conference. And I was doing a speaking engagement there. And we all ended up out one night at the Swan and Dolphin singing karaoke. And I was singing Disney songs because obviously. And then I was also, you know, kind of talking shop a little bit about payments and my point of view. And somebody looked at me from across the table and they were like, what are you like payments Elsa or something? <laughs> and it's just one of those things that flies out of somebody's mouth and then it clicks. And I was like, well, yeah, that's me. And so I put it up on my LinkedIn the following week and it stuck. Love the branding. That's a, that's a great nickname. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Angela. So moving from the personal brand to the corporate brand, tell us about your company, Photon Commerce. What do you guys do? Who do you guys serve? Who are your partners? love to talk about it. Photon Commerce is a company that uses artificial intelligence and natural language processing to do data extraction and understanding for anything financial documents. So um, our thesis is that there's a lot of manual processes involved with processing a payment, like with invoices or purchase orders or receipts. 
And we want to take the manual labor out of those processes to give teams back time on their calendar to make more strategic decisions and to engage in more strategic tasks for their company. So when you're thinking about accounts payable or accounts receivable and all the paper that's associated with that, like a check, we are a solution where you can scan the check or take a picture of it and upload it. And then our artificial intelligence will read it like a human would and then populate the data from that document into a system of record without a human having to touch it. So it's a really exciting piece of technology, especially given that AI is kind of the darling of the tech world right now and everybody's talking about it and it's really hot. And then the differentiator that I will share there is that a lot of the talk tracks right now are about generative AI and why that's super exciting. And what we do is interpretive artificial intelligence, which is a little bit different subset but going to be very exciting and it's going to be transformative for the payments industry. Um, could, just, just for our, our viewers sake, um, Angela, could, just very high level. Could you maybe just discern between generative and interpretive in terms of what that means? Yeah, absolutely. So generative AI is the artificial intelligence where you ask it a question and it will give something back to you like chat GPT. So it's generating a response to the user based on an inquiry. Interpretive AI is looking at a particular piece of information and interpreting that information and pulling it into a lake of data. That's, that's fantastic. You said that really well. Thank you. <laughs> that's very clear and, and concise. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you talk about, you know, those payment processes um, and especially on the manual side of things, and we're seeing, you know, we've seen that for, for years, uh, you know, there's a, opportunity for fraud to be injected into that. How yeah. does, how does AI, um, or in terms of what, what uh, you and your team are doing, how do you sort of combat fraud through greater levels of automation and, and AI? That's an excellent question. And something that I've been talking about a lot recently, because in the United States alone, approximately 50 to 60% of payments are still executed on a paper check. So there's a lot of room for fraud in that process because it's inherently manual. You're putting it in the mail. You don't know who touched it. And there's also this concept of check washing that's now become a really big issue in the payments industry where somebody will take a check and literally wash all the information on it off of it and then put new information. And it's really hard to tell that it's a fraudulent transaction. So when you have things like check washing and then you also have between five and 15 people interacting with that payment method, with that piece of paper, there's a lot of room for error. What if they put the amount in wrong? Or what if the invoice number doesn't match up? Or what if there's a dispute about the transaction? So there's a lot of pain points associated with that process that can create fraud. And so what artificial intelligence can do is give people the ability to digitize that payment. So rather than physically printing the check and mailing it to a business, or to your supplier, you could take a picture of the check and then that information could be transmitted to the supplier without anything, any human having to be involved. It can, the AI could take a picture of the check, look at it, say, this is the amount, invoice number, this is all the details and the line items that are contained here. Because a lot of times with B2B payments, it's a really long remittance that has all of the line items and the details of what's being paid for. And then that information via an API call can be pulled into an ERP or an accounting system of record on the other side. Wow. Sounds 
impressive. <laughs> and Angela, when you're saying that 50 to 60% of the transactions are in manual checks, I, I think of B2B transactions. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and you're, you're probably well, you're definitely more of an authority on this than me, but with B2C, I th- it seems to be more automated, whereas the B2B is a little bit lagging behind. Um, mm-hmm. are, are you guys doing any work on modernizing that B2B experience to make it maybe a bit more like the B2C transaction experience? Yes, absolutely. Photon Commerce is doing this kind of day after day. This really our bread and butter is working with technology platforms that businesses might already be using, like their ERPs. Like if you think of um, like an SAP or an Oracle, the accounting says QuickBooks that you log into and you're entering in your invoices. And so what we do is we come in on the back end as a white label solution and a suite of APIs. That way we're not interrupting the user experience and streamlining it for our partners and then surprising and delighting the user on the other side of the screen. And so having the AI capability built into, say, a QuickBooks means that anyone from an SMB, kind of your mom and pop retailer, maybe they're at the farmer's market and they don't want to accept a square payment necessarily but they get an invoice for a large flower order, they can take a picture of the invoice on their iPad or their iPhone, and then it can immediately go into QuickBooks to be reconciled once they get paid. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it sounds awesome. Have you, can, can you talk about the challenges that you have encountered in this modernization process uh, and maybe some of the, the challenges that you foresee on the near horizon? There's definitely a lot of challenges in educating people about modernizing their payments behavior. A lot of times in B2B, the challenge is that they've been doing things a certain way for decades and Marge in accounting has been here for years and it's hard to get people to change their payments behavior. So that that's a key challenge. But the other side of that coin is the challenge of consumer expectations bleeding over into their business-to-business interactions. So it, I call it the Amazonification of the payments experience. People want to pay for it now. They know, want to know what they paid for. They want it to be digital. They want it to be easy because that's what we're able to do in our consumer life day-to-day. We use our iPhones at Target, double-click, Apple Pay, walk out the door. And that just really isn't available right now in B2B largely because there's a huge amount of data that needs to be transferred back and forth between parties in that commercial interaction. And so that's where AI can step in and make that process less manual so the data gets transmitted in near real time. And then the last thing that I'll say in terms of modernization and some of the challenges, um, right now the Fed is rolling out a new payments rail called Fed Now, and it's not really getting a lot of attention in the mainstream media, but this new rail means that for businesses and for people, you can schedule a payment down to the minute of when you want it to be made. And it reconciles instantly on both sides of that transaction. So think like Venmo, but with your bank, like your actual bank. So for businesses, it's good because you are scheduling your payment down to the last second to pay your suppliers. So you're maintaining your cash flow and maintaining your capital. But for people, and I've talked about this on a couple of other podcasts, which so it follow me in all my projects because I'm a really big nerd about faster payments. Um, the coolest thing that I'm seeing right now in terms of a consumer use case 
is something called earned wage access. So you go, you work your shift at the factory, you work eight hours, you have a card or into your bank account either way. And it's called like push to debit or a push transaction. So at the end of your eight hours, you're getting paid for that eight hours. And it's helping the underbanked and the underserved strengthen their financial positions and be better educated and also be able to manage their individual or household cash flow better. Cool. That's amazing. Increasing financial literacy there. And um, you know, this is your talking to, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have to call this episode margin accounting because that was just such a <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good, good reference there. Uh, two last quick questions for you, Angela. Uh, so the first one is, you know, anytime there is a paradigm shift or something new coming in, so in, in this case, you know, greater automation, not AI, there will undoubtedly be, you know, new risks that get brought into anytime something is modernized. What are maybe some of the risks of then going down sort of greater automation, greater AI, and how are you helping your clients and customers sort of uh, get ahead of those uh, risks or you know, at least manage them or at least be even um, aware of them? Yeah, so this is something that I'm doing basically every day because there is a lot of fear right now surrounding artificial intelligence, kind of like, are the robots going to take over? And I, I try to gently remind people that this isn't Terminator. We're all going to be fine. Um, so there's a lot of fear about, well, is this going to take my job or what else do we not know about what the AI can do? Is it sentient? Is it not? And there's been a couple of open letters. Sam Altman's gotten involved. There's been a couple of, you know, PhDs out of Europe, some of the godfathers of this technology talking about why people should be scared of it. And I tend to disagree because when you look at artificial intelligence and the applications that we've seen so far, it's making people's lives easier and better. It's giving them superpowers. And that's what I think is really fascinating about being in this space is if you're somebody who has a lot of manual tasks in your day, but you can automate them, then maybe you can work on that new project for the company and then it makes the company more profitable. Um, the other thing that I'll say is that we've been hearing a lot in terms of faster payments, faster fraud. Uh, in terms of the new payments rails and having the RTP network, which is from the clearinghouse and then FedNow being the two available faster payments rails. And the worry is that there could be friendly fraud, but also because these transactions cannot be revoked or disputed or charged back, that somebody could push through a payment for $5 million and it could be a fraudulent push. And this is where I think that artificial intelligence plays a key role here, right? Because on both sides of the transaction, the data has to be reconciled. It has to be reconciled with the invoice and the purchase order. And so with AI being that layer of data above the payment before it can be executed, we can do something called like a vendor lookup to make sure that this is a real person or a real company's account that you're sending this money to. Is it tied to the appropriate invoice? What are the line items that are being paid for? is the address an actual real address. So while there may be concerns about faster payments and that creating faster ways for people to do things fraudulently, we're already having $90 million check washing issues. So it's it's all gonna be part of that ecosystem. There's always going to be some level of fraud or bad actors, but we can't let the bad actors dictate better behaviors and better payments methods writ large. Very well said, Angela. And, and my last question for you before we let you on with, with your day. Um, I understand that you uh, have written a book and I would love uh, for you to tell us more about that. Love for our audience to learn more about that. So um, yeah, please tell us more about your uh, awesome book. 
So I'm really excited. This is my first book and it is an edited collection of chapters about faster payments in the US. So I have seven other collaborators that have been working with me on this. So you're going to get to hear different voices in the industry from banks, from financial services companies, tech companies, the clearinghouse, the Fed, everyone's in the conversation. And I wanted it to be inclusive in that way. And I wanted it to be approachable. So it's coming out later this year. I'm working on the cover design right now, and I'm super excited. And so um, eventually on my profile and wherever you can find me online, there's going to be a QR code that you can scan and it'll take you straight to the store so you can buy it. Dr. Angela Murphy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. That was absolutely fascinating. Great conversation. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, now I have the Frozen theme song stuck in my head now. So let it go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me about five years to get that in my head. So it's going to probably take another five years for it to disappear. But thank you so much for, <laughs> for joining us on the podcast today, Angela. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks, Angela. Uh, Chris and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Why managed service providers love the system hardening platform Sention. It saves time and resources by automating critical functions for system hardening. It provides an efficient and effective way to reduce vulnerabilities in your organization. It mitigates attacker movement and privilege escalation techniques and further prevents cyber attacks from happening in your organization. Now, here's an exclusive for Cybersecurity Matters listeners. Sention has a free offering of their cross-compliance database to get started today. A link will be provided in the podcast description. Sention will simplify your security management journey. That was a remarkable episode with Angela. A lot of good insights. Uh, just I thought it was really interesting, the whole modernization piece, especially like you were mentioning around B2B. Yes. A lot of opportunity there. 100%. Yeah, I think the big thing for me is modernization is needed. Yeah. You, you asked the question about the risks. The risks are already happening with $90 million check washing. So <laughs> it's already there. If, if you can get AI to authenticate at a higher level, I think it's worth exploring. Yeah. And I really appreciate, uh, Angela, you know, explain that thing, uh, those concepts and processes in a very uh, down to earth manner. So that was a fantastic episode and special thank you to Dr. Angela Murphy for joining us on the podcast today. And special thank you as always to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss an episode, do check out old episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page or check out your uh, preferred podcasting platform. But until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm-hmm.